0: Welcome to the True To You podcast, your go-to show for practical wisdom to build a meaningful, creative small business. You'll find content on marketing, mindset, and tons of experts who want to help you grow a thriving small business that you love. My guests are exceptionally creative women building businesses from their zone of genius, all while balancing many other roles in their life. I'm your host, Ruby Marsh. Let's do this. Correct me if I'm wrong, but I fully believe that one of the hardest transitions we have to make as a small business owner is the fact that we go from having a boss, having someone that we report to, someone that we look up to, someone that tells us what to do, that gives us guidance, mentoring, hopefully all of those things, to then being your own boss on day one. On day one, you are suddenly finding yourself as the person you need to report to, as the person that tells you what to do. And the funniest thing is that when you look at yourself, if you took a bird's eye view of your day, you find yourself doing all of those things that your boss would have hated like taking breaks whenever you feel like it, you scroll blatantly when you're supposed to be working, you task switch instead of working on those projects that are on deadline, until one day you say to yourself, I have had enough of this, I've had enough of you Ruby, <laughs> and you're midday scrolling and taking long lunch breaks, nothing's getting done, and you pull up the Google and you say, Google, tell me, how do I be more productive? Now, I'm not going to get into the semantics today around productivity and the science, when's the most productive time of day, how to use AI to cut your workload down, the science of habits, color-coded Google calendars, Pomodoro timers, nor am I going to lament on the hundreds of dollars that I've spent on different types of planners and apps and all of these things throughout the years. Because someone else, is going to be way better at giving you all of that nitty-gritty and giving you all of the latest scientific information. But what I would say is if you do want a head start on what I'm about to share with you, the framework I'm about to share with you, you can go straight into the show notes right now and download the framework and you can get started. You can listen to the rest of this episode or if you decide no Ruby sounds like she's onto something. I want a more productive way to plan my week, then go into the show notes now and grab that framework. It's called CEO Hour, CEO Hour. Okay, so for today, I wanna take the next 15 or so minutes to share with you a simple framework, a simple framework that you can use to plan your week. And I emphasize simple because I think this is the biggest thing that has tripped me up in the past is that, especially with the planners, they're really complicated. There's a thousand things to do and I find myself sitting there going, when am I actually going to get on with my week if I am taking hours just to get my planner sorted (laughs) in the week? So this is a simple framework that you can do in, it's little as 40 to 45 minutes per week. And I would say that of all of those things in that list that I mentioned, the science of habits, using AI, finding the most productive times of the day or productive times of the month, this framework is the one thing I am religious about doing every single week. And if you're in Creator Club, which is our business coaching membership, you can join me every Monday and we do this framework together. So that's a really cool way to keep yourself accountable is to actually do this process with someone. Maybe do it with another business owner or check in with another business owner once you've done it and you can talk about what's happening for the week ahead. So the first thing to note is that if you're going to download the framework and work through this process, You need to make sure that you find a time each week that you can do this and you can repeat it. So you're pretty much finding one time in your calendar a week that you do this. You only do it once. We're not going back to this process every single day. We do it once. We like Monday mornings because there's a lot of momentum that can come off the back of doing this process. It's really energizing, you've got that clarity and so you can hit the ground running and start the week. And some of the creators tell me that after they do this process, this is their most productive few hours of the week. Monday morning is like the time where they they. their head down and they get going. So what you need to do is after you've listened to this, download the framework and then go and find a 40 to 45 minute time slot in your week. You could do it Sunday afternoon, you could do it Friday once you've finished your week. We like Monday morning but that's totally up to you. Okay so this process, this framework has three main phases or three steps that you go through over the 40 to 45 minutes. And it's really important that you don't miss a step in this framework because they all build on each other and you'll see why in a second. Okay, so let's get into it. I'm actually going to run through this framework with you right now, which is pretty cool you obviously can go and get it and do it yourself but you might want to listen to this through first and you'll get a better understanding of how this works and some of the little nuances that you might not hear by just reading the workbook. So we're going to get into it. The first stage, first phase is A simple gratitude practice followed by one of my favorite questions in the framework, which is the relationship question. And don't worry, this is not where you have to go back through all your relationships and score yourself on how you've done in the week. No, we're talking about the relationships that help you in your business. Because our belief, and this is why networking and relationship is such a strong pillar of our work inside Creator Club, is because never before in history has the importance of network been so high even though most of the businesses we work with are moving their businesses online there might be professional services but they deal with people in an online capacity it still means that you need to make time to build relationships to build out your network and if you look back on Any of the well-known CEOs, any CEOs that you look up to right now, you'll find that a big part of what got them to where they are is the relationships, whether that's in a mentoring capacity, whether it's people that they partnered with, people they eventually employed, how they got funding, all of these sorts of things have come down to the relationships. You cannot operate in silo Primarily for your sanity, right? (laughs) And the fact that business is lonely. So the cool thing is, is that this can open doorways that you will have never imagined. Think collaborations, media opportunities, referrals, awareness. And like I said, this general feeling of having people around you, especially if you operate your business by yourself or you have a small team. So the catch here is that you need to invest the time in building relationships. And so every week doing this question is going to make you set aside some time. It's going to make you set aside time for connecting with new people or supporting existing relationships. We wanna be thinking about all of the different opportunities we can be creating it can be connecting with previous clients or old connections and it can be pursuing new ones as well. This could be as simple as flicking someone an email and saying, hey, I haven't talked to you in a while. How's business? What are you up to? Attending an event is a great one because that puts you in a room of people and you get practice at networking. You might catch up with someone for a coffee or it could be as simple as acknowledging someone's work. We can do this with a quick email. We can do this on social media. And the reason why this is so effective is because most people in the world just want to feel like their work matters to someone. They want to feel like they're being seen. And so putting a little effort into recognizing someone's great work whether that be a project that they've just completed, maybe they have an event coming up, maybe there's a great podcast episode that they've recorded. Those little things go a long way to help build a relationship with someone new as well. So just remember that. And this is something that I find is really important, especially as business is moving online, that we make sure that we make time for this because We can get very caught up in the delivery, we can get caught up in our phones, and we can forget that there's a whole world of opportunity out there just by investing in our relationships. Okay, so that's the first phase complete, your gratitude and your relationship building. And these two practices alone, they're gonna energize you and they're gonna set you up to grow your business more than anything else, more than any of the rest of this framework put together. If you just spent time building relationships, you would have a very healthy business after a while. Okay, so let's get on with the second phase of the framework. This is where we zoom out and we take a snapshot of where the business is at. The way I like to think of this is that if you are the CEO and you had an investor walk into your office, Would you be able to tell them how healthy the business is right now? Now, what this is going to mean is that you need to have access to your numbers. You need to be able to see your goals and how they are progressing. So it does help that when you sit down to do your planning practice every week, when you sit down to do your CEO hour, that you have some of these things available, that you have your your zero there, or you have your goals up on the wall, your 90-day plan, because it allows you to be able to reference those things and measure where things are at. You might say that this question is a little bit more data-driven, but I think it's a really important practice to get into because so much of the time we get focused on how we're feeling about our business. We get focused on this was a good week or this was a bad week. But the thing is, if we can break it down and actually look at what's happening, what are the numbers telling us? What are the results of our actions? What have we done? What haven't we done? What have we been focusing more on? What haven't we been focusing on? When we can look at those things really pragmatically and say, hey, you know, those numbers are looking really great this week or it's not looking so good three months in the, in the future. We can plan for that. And then when we go on to the third phase of this framework, you're going to be really well set up. You're gonna have all of the information that you need to make sure that you create the to-do list that allows you to fulfill these goals or fill in some gaps where you're noticing that things are a little bit lower than they should be or maybe there needs to be a little bit more effort somewhere. This question will be terrifying for some people because it's scary to sit down and look at the numbers and look at them without putting too much emotion on what they mean. So if this is something that you leave up to your accountant or your bookkeeper, or you're a bit slow with your invoicing and I'm not trying trying to call anyone out here because we all have little things that we do that are we could improve in our business, but. This question is really going to help you get on top of those things because who wants to be chasing? Who wants to feel like, oh, like there's people are slow paying their bills or that you don't have any process in place? This question will highlight whether you need processes, whether you have good systems. So I would say start out really simple with this question and don't worry if you don't have something that looks like a whole lot of really complicated numbers and breakdowns of KPIs and, and how measuring marketing campaigns and you know what's our LTV and all of this, these, this jargon that a lot of marketers talk about. Just start with the basics. You can start as simple as this analogy. What is going out of the business? What is going out in terms of clients finishing up? What's going out in terms of work that's being shipped and being completed? That means that you might be looking for new work or you might have some availability. What's going out in terms of overheads, in terms of projects that have a big budget? Maybe you've got an event coming up so there's a bit of money going towards that versus what's coming into the business. So this is where you flip the question and you go, okay, what's our lead flow looking like? How many clients do we have right now? What's the goal that we wanna get to with our clients? What are our marketing efforts showing us? Where's our email list at? Where's our social media? And these really simple numbers, but it allows you each week to be able to look at the overall picture And obviously you want a bit more coming in than you want going out. But sometimes the scales aren't going to be tipped in that way. They might be tipped the other way. There might be more going out. But that's just a really good way to think about it so that you can then sit down and go, okay, what can we do about this? What actions can we take? All right. So that is your business snapshot question. That question should take you about 10 minutes. And like I say, you should have enough information there that if someone were to walk into your office and say, Ruby, how healthy is your business right now? What do I need to know? And then sit down with you and create a plan of action. You've got the information there. The numbers don't lie. We all know that. And so... Each week, if we're sitting down, we can become a lot more confident, we become a lot more comfortable with those numbers. All right, so if we move on to the final phase, this is where you finally get to do your to-do list. Hooray, everybody's clapping because If you notice, this is not the first thing we sit down and do and we don't rush this whole process. We don't skip over just to write down our to-do list to get on with our day or get on with our week. It's really important that we zoom out. We do those things like the gratitude and the relationship questions so that we feel energized and we feel ready and we feel like, oh cool, okay, there's there's some good things happening in my life. There's some good things happening in my business. What's the, the health of my business? And now finally, what do I need to get down and do to, to take action, to create the results that I want to create? So we zoom out then we zoom into the details. So one of the conditions we have in writing our to-do list that we give you in the framework is to make sure that your list looks at every area of the business so what do I mean by this well if you're running a small business you will at least have your eye on sales you have your eye on marketing you have your eye on new offers that you're creating new services new products old services that you're retiring new things that you're bringing online down the line (laughs) and so what you want to make sure is that you are thinking about all of those different areas of the business now it doesn't mean that you are the person that's that's wearing all of those hats if you're fortunate enough to have team members that can take some actions in those areas but it is good to know what is happening and what I would say is that this is really important because we find that most business owners when they get busy they stop looking at a lot of parts of their business and they just get focused on delivery. This doesn't mean that you need to add an extra 5, 10 hours onto your week just to make sure that you're covering off each of these areas of your business, but it's really and and taking, doing things in those areas, so making sales over here and then doing more marketing and all of that. Sometimes you just don't have the bandwidth for doing even amounts in each area of your business, but it's really easy when we get busy to forget about marketing, to wonder why our email list isn't growing, to think, oh, hang on, I haven't told anybody that I've got a wait list, even if I'm full, that they can join and that way that you're you're accumulating demand and people can jump on your wait list and when you have space open up it's really easy to offer it to that person on the wait list. So you can still be selling even if you don't have the capacity for it. Because as we know, things are shifting and changing all the time. The the economy's a little bit unpredictable at the moment. And if we are making sure that we're all always in a place of demand with our business and not in a stressful demand way, but in a way that we can use that demand to our advantage when we need it, then you are going to feel a lot more secure and a lot more safe in terms of where your business is at. So, what I would say is that if there's a couple of areas of your business that you're neglecting right now, don't worry about having to have a ton of actions under, under marketing or a ton of actions under sales. That might not be feasible. But I would say have one little action under marketing. Don't forget your people. Don't forget your audience altogether. They're, they're there and they followed you for a reason. They want to hear from you. So it can be really simple as a little bit of content or maybe it's resharing some old content, or maybe it's, look, I don't know, it might be jumping on your stories and just giving people an update of where you're at, but you want to make sure that if you want the business down the line, that you are in some ways in that person's mind when they think of, I need a lawyer, and they think I need an accountant, when they think I need an architect or a designer, are you the first person that comes to mind and if you haven't been present in some way it could be sending an email spending 20-30 minutes writing out an email and getting that out and just saying hey i'm still here this is what's been going on this is really exciting this is what you can be part of down the line so When we set up our to-do list, we make sure that we're looking at every area of our business and we've got at least one action under each area. So the first way that I would think about doing this to-do list is a brain dump. Think of all of the things that you need to get done in each of the areas of your business. Like I say, you might not have time for all of those things but that's where we're going to refine it at the end. You might look at everything from the previous week that you didn't get done and think, okay, do I, want to, do I want to add that to this week? And then from there, we take you through a process that helps you refine the list down to something that's really achievable. Our motto in Creator Club is that if you get three key actions done in your business each week on top of delivery, that's around 150 great actions that you've done in your year that are going to move your business forward. So do your brain dump, then you refine it down. You make sure that you are taking action in each area of your business in some way. Okay, so that's the to-do list done. That's also your framework complete. We've done three phases here. And like I said, this process should take you around 40 to 45 minutes. We've probably spent about 25 minutes right now going through this. So I've gone, gone through it in a bit of detail, but obviously it's going to take you a little bit longer. So what I would say is if you like the idea of this framework, if you think I really need a system to plan my week, I'm very ad hoc, I have lists, never-ending lists. Nobody wants never-ending lists then make sure that you go into the show notes and you download the CEO Hour Framework because I can tell you it will change your life. I was just on the call yesterday with the creators and someone said that they look at the weeks where they don't do this practice, where they miss it for some reason. They sleep in or something happens and they miss it versus the weeks that they do do it and the contrast and energy of what they get done and how accomplished they feel in their week is it's like black and white they can't even compare the difference so there you go if that's if that's one way to think about this process how it's going to make you feel at the end of the week that's a really good reason to do it okay so there you have it that's your weekly planning framework in a nutshell Go download the free framework that's linked up in the show notes. Find yourself a time in the week to get started with this process and let me know how you go with it. If you try it out and it works for you, I would love to hear. Maybe you download it, print it out, pop it on your Instagram stories. Show me that you're using it. I would love to see that and tell other people about it because I want everybody to feel accomplished and successful in their small business we shouldn't have to do it alone and we shouldn't have to be confused in the process so you all can have access to this framework everybody should have it and everybody should have a process that works for them okay have an amazing week and I'll see you on the next episode